A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, a whole lot of stories were told. Seriously, it's hard to keep track of everything in the Star Wars universe. Through films, comic books, TV shows, novels, and much, much more, sorting out what is legend, what is canon, and which stories are told from a certain point of view can be a bit tough. We're here to help you sort through that mess and to stay up to date with what's going on in the galaxy. So sit tight, strap in, grab your favorite co-pilot if you want to, and get ready to make the jump to light speed. Ladies, gentlemen, Wookiees of all ages, these are the Holocron Chronicles. Welcome to the Holocron Chronicles. This is the first episode, episode the first, episode one, if you will, whatever you want to call it. This is the very, uh, very new Star Wars themed show from Secret Friends Unite. I'm your host, Mark, aka The Canardian, and I'm joined by my co-pilot extraordinaire, the Chewy to my Han, even though he is a much better Han, Charlie Carden. How you doing tonight? Ooh, you can just call me the Colonel. No, I'm doing good, man. Chilling. Uh, it's Thanksgiving week uh, here in America. You know, this is the uh, this is another Secret Friends Unite International podcast. Uh, Mark is in Nova Scotia. I am in Michigan. Uh, here in America, we are celebrating uh, a very quarantined Thanksgiving. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm enjoying a roaring fireplace. Ironically, I'm also enjoying uh, a little snifter of uh, Canada House. Canadian whiskey, which Mark, I meant to tell you, always makes me chuckle because it's one of my favorite scenes from one of my favorite movies, which is The Untouchables, where they go to the Canadian border to intercept Al Capone uh, getting a shipment of Canadian whiskey and the Mounties that come in. Uh, I, I feel like I have to watch that movie when we're done here because I, it's just making me chuckle so much. Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, happy Thanksgiving for anyone, uh, you know, that's that's celebrating and listening and happy Thanksgiving to you guys. I uh, hope even though it is a quarantine holiday, I hope it's still good. So uh, I'm excited to, to get this show on the road. Yes, indeed. Yeah, this was a, this was kind of a spark of mine. Uh, my thought, because uh, Mark records with with Todd talking about video games, which is not my wheelhouse. Uh, I record with my friend Alex Terry here in Michigan about Star Trek. We also touch on The Mandalorian, which is my wheelhouse. But I, unlike Todd, am just a Star Wars nut. You know, Todd touches bits and pieces, but I'm nuts about it, and, and Mark is nuts about it. So the mm -hmm. you know, what we came together kind of in this concept is, why don't we do a program? And again, we're, we're both so busy because Mark's recording God knows how many shows, and he has a newborn baby. <laughs> I, rec I don't have any kids at home, but I record the show weekly with Todd, the Secret Friends podcast. I record Code 47 with Alex weekly, so that's plenty busy. So what Mark and I kind of brainstormed about is let's take once a month and let's do a rundown of what, what has happened canonically. And again, I'm, I'm kind of a canon, you know, I'm kind of the canon police when it comes to most <laughs> 
I yeah. like I like Canon because Canon you can you can wrap your arms around it, you can give it a big bear hug, and you can feel like you know what's going on. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, the, a part of me, you know, it's such a mixed bag with Star Wars because when Disney took it over, you know, five, six years ago, they wiped out uh, everything kind of post, you know, uh, movies and era and stuff and said, look, it, only these things are canon anymore. Everything else is is legend. So um, yeah. so so it became what whatever was coming out was what was the officially part of the movies and whatever it is. So it was the, the comics and the games and the novels that came after that point. So. I follow a video channel, and Mark, I shared this with you, called uh, Star Wars Explained. And he, this guy broadcasts all the time. He's he's crazy. You wouldn't want to show him down when it came to Star Wars. He's a total nutcase. But one of his segments that I really love above all else is he does a monthly canon update where he says in the last 30 days, these things have happened. Now, he's a video guy. We're podcast guys, so we're looking to ape a piece of that. We're going to come on every 30 days, and we're going to talk about What's happened in the last 30 days? Now, we're not doing that today. Today, we're going to introduce ourselves. But mm -hmm. when you catch us in December, we're going to be talking about the 30 days of November and what happened in Star Wars then. So anyway, I probably overextended myself. So, Mark, I'm going to toss it back to you. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, that That's a great intro to the show. And, yeah, it's, it is going to be a little different than, uh, than the usual stuff. But I think it will fit in, uh, you know, if you're part of the Secret Friends big feed where all of these shows are going in uh it, it's going to make a lot of sense there you're going to keep getting that content and the secret friends family just kind of keeps growing so I'm, I'm really excited to get into this and and like charlie said yeah i do have a, a six-month-old baby at home and I do a couple of other shows including uh as you mentioned co-op mode with uh with todd or, or bi-weekly video game podcast i have another bi-weekly uh apple podcast uh with my friend ribo and um yeah we're 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 busy men about town, about the galaxy, but uh, we're we're Indeed. still gonna carve out some time with uh, with this. And like like Charlie, I am a big fan of of canon because because like you said, you know that's that's uh, those are the stories that uh, it's probably a better wording for this, but those are the stories that it really exist versus right. uh, you know when when Disney took over and uh, you know Thanos snapped away my my uh, Jedi Academy books from right. back in the day. Right. Uh, you know I I can no longer read and enjoy those because they don't exist anymore. Obviously, because you know they they snap their fingers. Um, but no, those those still exist. They are in Legends, and I still have them. But uh, but yeah, all of that stuff is is in Legends. It's it's kind of gone. It's it's pushed to the wayside, and now we have, for better or for worse, the new Star Wars uh, trilogy, the sequels, um, and we're we're gonna get into those and our thoughts on those, I think. But like Charlie said, we're we're going to start this one off uh, a little differently this time. We're not going to get into uh, the story so far, as it were. We're going to talk about. Um, what our favorites are so do you, do you want to just get right into that what's our absolute favorite stuff in star wars let's party do you want to go onesie twosie like you talk about your movie i talk about my movie or do you yeah i think that's a good way all to right. go yeah all right well you know what you you it's it's your show it's, it's your world and i'm just living <laughs> it so you just go right ahead uh starting off mark's favorite star wars film Yes, uh, this is a tough one. I I love Star Wars. Star Wars to me is like pizza. Uh, pizza is pizza. You know, there's 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 good pizza. There's not so great pizza, but it's still pizza, and I still love it. So, um, 
<laughs> you know, it's hard the, to pick the, a favorite. The pizza analogy kills me because it's one I use uh, over on Code 47 uh, with, you know, and it's funny, it applies in a lot of ways to Star Wars fans, but in particular to Star Trek fans. And they're, they're griping about this new generation of CBS shows, Picard and Discovery and Lower Decks. Like they just want everything to be the same. Mm-hmm. When I when things have to change in order to 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 stay interesting, so I say, well, think about it. If you had pizza every day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, how long would it take you to hate pizza? So exactly, you, yeah. So you got to rotate. You gotta you gotta have some growth and some different things in your life. So anyway, I, I digress. Yep. I'm getting metaphysical on this deal, and I'll cut yeah, it no, no, no worries. And and that's uh, you know, one of the things that kind of led to this show existing is I just uh, guested on episode 300 of Secret Friends Woo! Unite, the proper show, and uh, and we started talking there about. Uh, you know, the Mandalorian and different directors taking on new stories and new Star Wars, uh, whether it's solo movies, not, you know, Han Solo, but like in solo, solo movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, exactly. Or uh, or new trilogies or whatever. And we've got, you know, Taika Waititi and we've got uh, a couple of other, you know, there's a uh, what's the, the female director that we talked about. Uh, her name is Deborah, Deborah right Chow. Now. Or, That's uh, the one. Bryce, or Bryce Dallas Howard was the other one. No, but who... she she's been rumored as well, or, or you know, people fans have been talking about giving her her own movie or whatever. So, um, I... yeah, I you know, based on what she's done with uh, her couple of episodes of The Mandalorian, I'm a fan. Yeah, bring it on, let's go. Uh, but. You know, that's that's one of the things that kind of led to this show is we both started talking about uh, how we want it to diversify, how we want it to get a little bit more like Star Trek, where they can go in exciting new directions and and that kind of stuff. So as much as I'm excited to talk about what's the canon story so far, I'm also really, really excited to see what happens, uh, you know, in the next year or two or, you know, five years or whatever, because it's going to take a little while for these movies to come out. But I'm hoping that my choice right here of my favorite movie is potentially going to get replaced in the next five or 10 years. Uh, That's exciting to me because if you had a pitched me, you know, that said the Mandalorian is going to be a show with uh, so far, no Jedi and uh, very, very little force use. And it's, it's almost a spaghetti Western in space. I would have been like, it doesn't sound super star Wars. If you just showed me the theme song uh, five years ago, I would have been like, you know, without any context, I would have been like, well, this isn't star Wars, but now I hear that, or I hear uh, the who the Mongolian uh, throat singing group. And we'll talk about what that's from in a bit. Um, That to me is all star Wars now. So it's really, really cool. Uh, However, let's get back on track. Uh, Favorite movie. I'm going to go return of the Jedi simply for that opening scene with Luke's green lightsaber and the kick-ass black uh, outfit and the, the new Jedi powers. Uh, When I was a kid, that was just like the tits for me. Like that, (laughs) that was like the coolest thing I've ever seen. And, uh, you know, there, there are some definite flaws in that movie. And it, like I said, I, it's like picking my favorite kids sometimes that I, I could easily pick any of the others or, you know, some of the others, <laughs> Not any, right. but, sure. um, but I'm going to go return of the Jedi. What about you? You know, for me, it, it, this one is easy and I, I've talked about it, you know, in, in numerous times in, in my personal life. I probably talked about it a lot on secret friends unite, but 
When I, I was born, uh, I'm a 70s baby. I was born in 1976, the bicentennial here in the United States. Uh, so I was I was a year old when Star Wars came out, didn't see it. And again, there was no home video back at that time. So it's not like I get to watch it on, you know, Disney Plus because we didn't have any such thing. So my first experience, and I could be wrong, but what I absolutely do remember is in the summer of 1980, I'm four years old because I have a February birthday, my dad took my brother and I, and again, my, my parents divorced when I was young. So this was a day with my dad, with my brother. My brother is a year and a half older than I am. Took us to, I'm from Detroit, Michigan, so to a local theater somewhere on the east side of Detroit to see The Empire Strikes Back. And what I, what I always remember uh, about that experience is that uh, in the theater, uh, there were no previews the way there are today. There was simply a screen and, and talk about weird things you remember when you're this young. There was uh, it, the screen saver, for lack of a better expression, was an out of focus white picket fence. Weird. Can't, can't can't make that up. And to pass the time, my brother and my 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 brother Rob and my father uh, Bob uh, and I passed the time playing rock paper scissors. Wow. Obviously, something a four-year-old could grasp. And I, <laughs> I remember literally nothing else of the experience. But because, wow. I, because I remembered that that was the movie, it will for, forever be my favorite for that reason. And within, I think, probably... Now, again, I grew up in Detroit. We moved to Grand Rapids when uh, about four years later when I was uh, eight years old. Uh, and this was when home video was starting to become a thing. And we had a friend who bootlegged us a VHS slash Betamax, I'm not sure, copy of The Empire Strikes Back, which I know cut in about maybe 20 or 20, maybe 20 minutes in, because oh, wow. like it was glitchy, but then Vader says, the rebel, no, the rebels are there, that's the system. And then we, you saw the rest of the movie. So I watched that 100 million times. That's my Star Wars. The Empire Strikes Back. And again, I love it how it was really summed up in uh, uh, 1994's uh, Clerks by Kevin Smith, you know, where character Dante summarizes that film as his favorite because uh, it's a series of down notes just like life. So I think for a lot of ways, that's why I love the film the way that I do. So, yeah. Absolutely. That's my brother's favorite as well. Uh, so you you talked about your theater experience. I'm, I'm a little younger than I was born in 84. Gotcha. So I missed okay. all of these in theater, except for when they were re-released. And, and mm -hmm. we can we can get into that if you want to. Mm -hmm. uh, but so what's what's your experience watching the others? Did, when did you get back to watch Star Wars or A New, a New you know, Hope? If I'm not mistaken, there was a theatrical re-release of New Hope in '82. Hmm. Uh, I think, and, and again, that was, and I would, I would have to nitpick my fine details, but I think until that time, it simply was not referred to as Episode Four. It was simply the Star Wars in 1977. Mm -hmm. Again, you'd have to, you'd have to comb through the finer points of this to really figure out if that's the case. But it was when they had a second movie. The second movie was Episode Five. The previous movie became episode four. So when it was re-released in 82, it became episode four, A New Hope. And I think I saw it at that time. But I just okay. I, I just absolutely can't be sure, you know, because it's like early movies that I remember. I remember, obviously, The Empire Strikes Back in 1980. And then I remember going to see Raiders of the Lost Ark, like mm. which is my favorite film of all time, like 50 million times the following year when I was five years old, which... 
as you know, as the father of a young child, I'm sure you would never dream of taking <laughs> your five-year-old son to a movie like Raiders of the Lost Ark. But in the '80s, I it, was would. The, it was it was the Wild Wild West. Nobody cared. <laughs> it was just it was entertainment. And you know what? Harrison Ford was in Star Wars. That's good enough to go see something else with him. And who cares? Absolutely. Let's, let's go see Witness, where he's you know hanging out with the Amish. I don't know. Whatever. But that's uh, awesome. Yeah, that's what I remember. My so my intro intro to these movies was was quite different. I like I said didn't see them until the re-release right before episodes one, two, and three. Uh, so whenever that re-released it in the nineties or whatever it was. Um, but this was really like one of my big introductions to like geekdom anywhere. Uh, so my aunt, my dad's sister, uh, was a huge Star Trek and Star Wars fan. She loved both. Uh, she tried tried to get me into both, but I really latched on to Star Wars, and uh, and I, I completely like uh, blame slash thank her for being the geek that I am now, uh, because of how she introduced me to Star Wars. So she had them all on VHS, and well, and by them all I mean the the trilogy because that's that's all that was out, <laughs> you know, the originals. Uh, but she she would give them to me, but she'd only give them. I think it was a week. Or maybe two weeks at a time. It was like the library, but like very basically, tight. yeah, fine or whatever it is. And yeah, and she was so strict. So I finished Star Wars, and I was like, okay, there's a second one. Give me that now. And she's like, no, 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 you have to wait because I waited years to watch these in the theaters. Ooh, you have to wait a week. That's tight. That's rough. So, it's but that good. also that's, gave but, me. But, but it's good life lesson. It absolutely is. Right. You know, you have to be patient. Uh, you have to. You have to wait. Good things will come. Uh, but it also gave me the opportunity to rewatch the hell out of those movies for a full week. So, you know, when I saw Star Wars, it was like, well, I can't watch the second one. Let's watch Star Wars again. And it was kind of every day until I got Empire. And then Empire was like, what is happening right now? Like, I need to see how all of this wraps up in the third movie. But again, it was like, now you got to wait. So let's watch Empire over and over and over again. And then you can watch Jedi. So the big, like I said, that big reveal in Jedi of like, uh, you know, the the green lightsaber and flips and this and that and whatever else. And then, you know, just just everything about the just that original original trilogy was like just opened my eyes until that moment it was like you know whatever you're introduced <laughs> to as a, yeah, as a right. kid uh, aside from indiana jones uh but right. I, I was introduced to indiana jones very shortly after that for right. the same kind of reasons like hey do you like han solo well here check out here these, he is. these three movies him. uh that's this, this, you know this is this is him in his carbonite dream so yeah. uh, <laughs> well <laughs> pretty much mov moving right along uh your favorite star wars character has something else to do with green and is particularly topical right now. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my favorite it. character is Yoda. And uh, I've always just loved that green little weirdo. Um, I don't know exactly what it is that appealed to me about Yoda. Maybe that's the, just the amazing puppetry or the fact that my aunt when, so when I was born, my mother thought I was the most beautiful baby boy in the entire world. And she was so excited to show me off to everyone. And I'm the first grand, uh, grandchild on my mother's side. And she showed me to her only sister and she said, he looks like Yoda. So ah, I've had ah, <laughs> special connection to, uh, to that green little hermit ever since. Uh, what about you? What's your favorite character? You know, I it's it's funny. It's um, it's endemic uh, to the fact that I was a toe-headed 
blonde haired, blue eyed kid, Michigan, <laughs> late 1970s, uh, discovering Luke Skywalker. He's my guy, you know, to the point that, uh, you know, I always followed his story. Uh, he was very special to me as far as my collecting. Uh, I, I, I'm an action figure collector. Mark, do you do you dabble much in the the action figure world when it comes to Star Wars? A little bit. Yeah, I have the uh, again, most of my figures still from that 90s run. OK, the power. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I still have most of those uh, from the original trilogy re-release and then the uh, the prequel movies as well. I have a few okay. from that collection. Okay. Uh, I do have a few black series as well, like Cal Kestis. Uh, I had to get him last year after Fallen Cause, Order. Because it's you. He, that's the you figure. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the one it. that looks <laughs> like you. The big old, big old ginger. The, yeah. Yeah, the, the, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but so uh, I, yeah, yeah I have a few other collectibles. Uh, I showed off my lightsaber before we started recording. That's from Galaxy's Edge. But uh, yeah, as far as the little figures and stuff, um, yeah, not not as many as you do, I don't think. But you know, for me, and again, I have a massive uh, collection of Hasbro action figures. They kind of own my ass. You mm-hmm. know, I've got uh, I've uh, I have a huge collection of Marvel action figures. I'm a big Marvel zombie. Huge comic reader since the age of ten uh, on the Marvel side. Uh, I have their newer G.I. Joe series, which is it, it, it's kind of a thankless task to collect that line. Um, but I have my Star Wars Black Series collection is weird because it's expanded, it's contracted. But in its current form, it's, it's kind of on the grow again because the line has seen kind of a resurgence in the last six to nine months where mm-hmm. they're producing some really quality, nice product. Um, but one thing I settled on probably a year, maybe two years ago is a dedicated shelf to Luke Skywalker figures. I have basically all of them. Nice. Uh, bas- basically, Luke in every iteration since since the very first Luke Skywalker figure, which was Luke as, as the X-Wing pilot, and then it's it's moved through to you know uh, Luke and Luke as his you know as you saw him on Tatooine, Luke as you saw him at the medal ceremony, which ended up being my f- currently only but soon to be only first. Cosplay. I'm a huge cosplayer. Again, it's something I don't talk about uh, on the Secret Friends program because I think it's kind of poison to Todd. He doesn't look <laughs> at it. He, he gets irritated by it. But I have uh, I have a Luke Skywalker kind of variant of the yellow jacket post uh, medal ceremony uh, costume that you see in the the first of two current modern volumes of the Marvel comic series where it's still that yellow jacket, but the shirt is a little different. The belt is di- like, it's the empire strike back belt. So I have that. And I do have a black series, uh, classic Luke lightsaber, which is really a nice one. Uh, that nice. I use as part of that. Um, so yeah, I, I love Luke. I loved his story. Um, you know, I loved his story non-canonically in Legends where he went on and got married and had a son, whatever it is. But in a lot of ways, I also really loved the realism of his story in The Last Jedi, that he was this broken man. He he failed and he, he mm-hmm. moved off. He moved off to a, a never ending pity party living on that island by himself. But uh, but in the end, found redemption, which is which is I, I love that about the character. So uh, he will always be my guy and I will always I'm currently looking to expand out. And uh, Luke has a new look in the, the current run uh, of the Marvel comic series, which is not terribly different. But the, the thing I'm having trouble pinning down and again, I've got a buddy of mine working on it is a new lightsaber for Luke in the current Marvel Comics run, which we'll talk about obviously in our next episode, Luke did acquire a kind of in-between lightsaber 
that is has a yellow blade, which I will not. Mark, I don't know if you're a reader, uh, but I will not spoil that. I will definitely talk about it in our next episode of kind of what Luke is doing, how he got that lightsaber and why. But he tweaked his look a little bit. So he's got, you know, with everything in cosplay with Star Wars, it has to do with jacket, belt, boots. You got to have a signature boot, a signature jacket, and a signature belt. Right. So, yeah. So with this new look, uh, Luke has the same boots, which is great because it was the officer boots I was telling you about when we were talking yep. pre-roll. But he has like a regular pair of pants and he's got kind of the same belt and a different shirt and a different jacket. So that's what I've got to acquire cosplay-wise. But also I'd like to get your classic Bespin fatigues and your classic Return of the Jedi black, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then again, have to get a green lightsaber. So, <laughs> you know, when you're in the cosplay world, I'm thank God I do all my cosplay and figure money comes from doing plasma donation. That's my, that's my side hustle. Right. Uh, and that's how I, that's how I spend money. This is how I spend guilt-free money on these things. As I always say to my wife, that's our deal. That's how I get to do all these things is that I go out and do the side hustle. Otherwise, you know, I'm not spending, you know, bill money on this, like, BS, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but yeah, Luke Skywalker, he is my, he is my guy, hands down. So I, you know, one of the things with new, Luke's new uh, lightsaber is it looks uh, very much like uh, one that you can build in, um, in Galaxy's Edge, I, think. I know. The, I gotta, I gotta send you back there to do that. <laughs> I you think know, so. Though, I can't get into your country though, so it's probably I, easier I, for you to get down there. I know, but here's the problem: if I jumped in my car tomorrow and decided to drive down to Florida, it's 14 hours, which is not a big deal. I have the time because the long holiday weekend. But that's like one of the worst COVID zones around because they're all yeah. Nobody's yeah. wearing masks, so everybody's sick. And I don't even know if Disney's <laughs> open right now. But yeah, exactly. Disney yeah, World would... is, Disneyland is not. And Disneyland is the one in Florida? No, Disney World is the one oh, in Florida. Okay. So, so that could... is open. Yeah. Well, fine. I mean, if I could walk in there, build that saber, and walk out, but you know that they would, they would, uh, it would never, it would never be that easy. No, definitely not. But uh, yeah, I did see that new lightsaber. I don't read a ton of the comics now, but uh, but Luke is is definitely. Uh, up there for my favorite characters in the black series Jedi figure is the only Luke figure that I still have like on display out uh, in my, in my living room. So well, what's uh, funny Luke... is that there, there have actually been three versions of that Luke Jedi right now. There was the original uh, and I have all three, but I have them of course. I've kind of diversified into dioramas in my collection. So I have that one in a diorama with him standing over Vader with the chopped off hand. And then oh, cool. I have, there's Luke from Jabba's Palace, where if you notice the figure, he's wearing like a vest. He's wearing kind of like a, a garment overneath, which later in the movie he doesn't have. And then the most recent Jedi Luke release is uh, Endor, where he's got the poncho and the helmet, both of which yeah. are removable. So it's 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 an update. But again, the, with the Black Series, they've really updated the face scanning technology. So the figures are much much nicer than they used to be, which is what I was talking about in the last 12 months. They've really stepped up their game uh, in, in, in with that figure line, which is why I'm so much more invested in it than I was probably six months ago. Yeah, for sure. I think I have the middle one then. I have the one with the cloak, but no Endor helmets. So right, yeah, that was a... That that's, was a that's what I'm working that, with. That was a Walmart exclusive, or at least it was here in the States, so I don't know how that shakes out in the... Uh... I think that's where I got it. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Canada Walmart. Gotcha. Woo. Uh, all right. So let's move on, but I'm going to let you go first on this one because, uh, I, 
I think we have kind of the same pick. So let's go show or cartoon. I'm going to throw out something a little different, but I'll let you talk first because that's really our favorite one. And I'm going to throw in a little bonus. I hear you. So, uh, yeah, so I love, I mean, I, I have enjoyed certainly Star Wars programs in the last several years, but everybody is absolutely crazy right now about The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Without it, without a doubt, great program. Uh, I, I've not. I I bumped into a very few occasions where people do not enjoy this show, uh, simply because again, it's offering something familiar, but it's offering something even even further back. It's like familiar, familiar, new. So it's <laughs> uh, it's familiar because it's you know it's Star Wars and it's it embraces the Mandalorian aspect, which is Boba Fett, and then it transitioned into. Clone Wars Rebels, where you learned a little bit more about the the Mandalorian culture, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know the the mystery, the, the pure mysteries that this really engenders in learning about the Mandalorians, and and even in the most recent episode where you learned that that our our hero Din Djarin is part of more of a Mandalorian religious nut bar sect. Like, oh, you can't <laughs> take your helmet off. I loved that reveal, I'm, man. Because exactly, yeah, I yeah. Think, I think it's going to be very pivotal. Uh, yep. to, to kind of his growth as a character and as a person. Um, but yeah, I have loved this. I have rewatched this show. And again, it's funny. I could talk to you about this, but not talk to Todd because Todd will never watch anything twice because no. God forbid. Uh, but I, I have rewatched the Mandalorian as a series probably five or six times just wow. because it's a nice, easy digest. And again, I've worked from home for the last couple of years. So when I watch, you're not seeing my air quotes. When I watch something, it's just on and I'm doing other stuff. So it's more it's more like an audio book, and I'll glance up right. occasionally. You know, so you're right. I don't give it my total attention, but that's what makes it easy to have it on mm-hmm. and to simply absorb bits and pieces. And if I hear something or I look up or whatever it is, then then I'm able to uh, really assimilate it at that time. Um, but this is this is what we from everything from the original trilogy to now. This is the finest accomplishment of Star Wars. And again, I loved parts of the Clone Wars cartoon, mm-hmm. which, which, you know, it did five seasons on Cartoon Network, and it did, I think, a season six on Netflix. I'm trying to remember if I got this correct. And then the seventh six season. Six or seven. Yeah, seven on se- The seventh Plus. season was Disney Plus, and that was, a third of that was great, and two thirds <laughs> of that I'm not sold on. The last. Agreed. The, the last four episodes of the Clone Wars were and again this was lauded at the time but i didn't watch it were really amongst the finest star wars that there was mm. absolutely yeah, was because it told ahsoka's story very interwoven with the events of uh revenge of the sith mm-hmm. uh just so expertly and just order 66 and and how she got around it and the, the role that, that that rex played if you've not seen it uh friends and neighbors watch this like today it's four episodes Less than two hours of your time, absolutely uh, worth it. Even if you don't watch any of the rest of it, that that is absolutely worth it, 100%. Uh, and then Ahsoka's story gets touched upon uh, again in Star Wars Rebels in tail end of season one, mm-hmm. throughout season two, and then again really at the tail end of the series. And again, I don't want to spoil any of that if you've not seen it. I highly encourage you to watch it. The wife and I are rewatching it right now. Oh, uh, nice. So we're. Yeah, so we're touching upon, we're almost at the end of season two, so that makes it about halfway, but uh, Ahsoka's storyline, uh, it stops, it picks up again, and then it jumps yet again, because the end of Rebels takes us to 
just prior to episode four. Then it jumps to the end of episode six, but really only with the tease, and then it ends. Uh, and, Ahsoka, yeah. and Ahsoka is absolutely part of that. So, and then we will, if I'm not very much mistaken, if if I've you know read the tea leaves correctly, we will be meeting Ahsoka again here in a few days when uh, uh, episode thirteen of The Mandalorian airs. That's how it sounds. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I agree with everything you said about the Mandalorian. It is. It is some of the finest Star Wars we've seen, uh, possibly ever, but definitely in years. Um. And yeah, the the special shout out I wanted to give was to Rebels. Uh, I I agree. Like, the, you know, I loved most of the Clone Wars cartoon, but there was a lot of filler there. But Rebels, I found, took the best parts of Clone Wars and told new stories and, and, and interwove it in, in interesting ways and showed that, you know, maybe there were some more Jedi, Ahsoka and others that were throughout the galaxy, but they, they were beaten, you know, they, they kind of, they hid, they cut themselves off uh, and they did what they had to do. Uh, and this, that, that show told the story of some of those and then some Mandalorian stuff in there and, uh, and some, you know, added to or finished some stories from, characters that we saw either in prequels or sequels or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I love that show. If you haven't watched rebels, um, definitely don't skip it just because it's a cartoon. Um, yeah, exactly. Correct. Because it is some, while the storytelling does feel a little bit more geared, obviously to the younger crowd, you mm-hmm. do have to maintain the perspective that star Wars itself always began as programming for children. We were all children. The, the, exactly. the of us. Uh, and so to, to look at it in other, Oh, well, it's not, it's not serious enough. Well, I mean, come on. This was a movie for kids. It was always a fantasy film. Fantasy is for people of all ages. That's really what it's designed for. So to look at it in, in, in another regard is kind of ridiculous. So yeah. embrace embrace it all. Again, it's canon. Canon is what we're focused on here. So you know, if you've not seen it, give it a ride. Four seasons. And again, it's it's about 15 to 20 episodes each season. So you can watch it over the span of a couple of weeks. They're only 22 minutes. So it's not that difficult. And I'm sure there are guides, although I don't think there's as many skippable episodes as there are in Clone Wars. Uh, I'm sure there are guides to kind of guide you through the essential episodes. Right. Uh, So so look those up too. Yeah, that's what I discovered working with um, uh, Secret Friend founder John Sear, who was one of my Mm -hmm. closest friends. That, yeah, you could definitely streamline uh, Clone Wars down to around 70 episodes. I don't know out of how many total, but they're they're definitely dropped. With with rebels, you really just can't do it in that same fashion, just because it is yeah. it's a pivotal, it's a little bit more modernly styled storytelling where it's it's following the through line that that most of the things that happen are pretty important and, and are interlinked. So and that's okay. Yeah. That's really the way just storytelling really works these days. But anyway, moving on. Moving uh, on, uh, yeah. comics. This is one that's uh, that's definitely a weak point for me. So I'm going to let you take uh, take point on this one and tell us what comic we should maybe read. You know, this is uh, it's funny because you know we've talked about canon. That's really our focus. Uh, that's where we're going with all of this. But for me, again, I'm a, I'm a lifelong comic book reader. Uh, I've been uh, I've been following Spider-Man almost without pause since 1986. Uh, issue 278 is one of the framed comics I have on the wall here in my den, which is where I record now. So it's funny. I used to have a quote-unquote studio uh, that when COVID hit turned into my wife's proper work office, but it's also for the small business she runs, so it's two purposes. So I now sit in our den, which is has our fireplace, and I actually have a hard line. <laughs> 
uh, to our modem, but is I, I, I uh, quote unquote won the war to uh, to decorate the den. So what is largely on display is uh, cover uh, Alex Ross, who's a famous uh, comic book artist, recently did a series of Marvel Comics uh, variant cover portraits, and I've got them covering uh, all over. Um, but I, ha- I have a Star Wars one. It's a variant cover of the current run that shows the cast from The Empire Strikes Back on Hoth, which is the mm-hmm. only picture of all of them together. But one of the other ones is The Amazing Spider-Man 278, which was my first or, uh, original comic purchase of the superhero comic. But one that I have framed upstairs uh, in this house uh, is Marvel, uh, the original run, the 77 to 86 run, uh, issue number 60. The uh, Galroth Never Forgets is the title of it because it's right on the cover. Um, that is my, uh, you know, I love that run. And that was the first comic that I ever purchased uh, Notre Dame Pharmacy in the village in Gross Point, Michigan, my hometown. Um, wow. so, so it will forever be my absolute favorite single title. No, again, issue 60 of a run uh, that ran to uh, issue 107 and most recently a tribute issue 108, which was supposed to be a continuation of that. Um, but again, from issue 60 and then probably probably around issue 75 uh, or so, we became, my brother and I, became mm-hmm. consistent, consistent like subscribed followers of that comic. Uh, all the way to issue 107 in 1986 when it ended. So, again, flying in contrast to what we're talking about here, it's non-canonical. It was wiped out uh, by the Disney takeover. But it was a weird... And again, I've read in the time in between, I've gone back through collecting trade paperbacks, back issues before that, and now everything available on Marvel Unlimited, which, of course, I have a subscription to, uh, having read absolutely everything. But... It's a weird cross patch of stories that don't necessarily connect to each other, but they're weird and wonderful. And they touch my childhood in such a way like there was um, there was an issue, I think, issue 47 or 48. That was Droid World was <laughs> it, what was the title of it? That was also a storybook and a cassette that I bought as a kid. Well, wow. I listened to and I remembered it. And there was another one that was the the plight of the who jibs which was a, a race of like cat-like rabbit aliens uh, that the, the rebels encountered. That was another issue of that series. That was turned into a storybook and cassette. So, uh, and there was, an, there was an early issue on a water world where Luke and Leia had to survive uh, by uh, enlisting the, the help of Akira, who again, again, animatized to that, because to that, mm-hmm. I know that's a famous anime, though that's not something I really dig into. So, that's a series unlike any other that I will ever experience that will, even though it's not canonical in Star Wars, like the way we're talking about, will always have all of my heart and all of my imagination in a way that kind of nothing else ever will, just because the way it saw me through. And again, that period of my life, you know, we, we, uh, the house I was born into, we sold it. We mm-hmm. moved, we moved across the state of Michigan to Grand Rapids, actually into the house that I live in right now. You know, my, my wife and I bought the house I grew up in a couple oh, of wow. years ago. And that's where we live now. So, you know, all of that really just, it's funny. It's just, it's like ghosts in the cockpit, you know, it's, <laughs> the, it, it's all, it's all here in this house. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, it's really kind of weird, but that series uh, more so than anything else uh, will always kind of touch my soul. It's very special to me. That's amazing. And I, you got to wonder with some of those stories, like, could we ever see Star Wars get that weird again? Or 
you know, is it a little bit with, with the Canon stuff? And that's maybe one of the downsides of, of Canon is, you know, everything has to be kind of connected and interwoven and uh, whatever for better or for worse. And, you know, you, you have to wonder, especially if they're getting creators like Taika Waititi, are right. some people going to be able to take it into very, very weird territory and explore some weird uh, cat rabbit alien worlds of yeah, the Star the, Wars universe, J- right? J- Jackson, which is funny, Jackson the rabbit, which is, I have a son named Jackson, though it's obviously spelled different, so that kind of makes me talk about it. Yeah, the giant weird, and that was within the first, like, 20 years, because it was the 70s, so you wonder, mm-hmm. what kind of drugs were these people on? What the hell was going on? <laughs> All of them. I mean, that was we the... just watched the Star Wars holiday special last night, and I was posting about this uh, on uh, on Instagram and on on, uh, on Facebook as we were going. Um, but just the, the absolute, how much cocaine was anybody on to be a part of that? But I'll tell you, that is totally watchable. If you, uh, with the, the copy I have, if you turn on the Rift tracks commentary and you hear the MSC oh, 3K, yeah. 3K guys do their thing, but and I, I digress moving along. <laughs> so let's move on something, uh, a little bit related to, you know, we've already mentioned a couple of these, uh, but we're going to get into, yeah, favorite books, I suppose. So I mentioned the, the, uh, Jedi Academy books. I was such a huge fan of those as a kid. And, uh, that was, uh, you know, you were talking about continuing on to this world and, and these stories, um, you know, through the comic books and that kind of stuff. And for me, this was, just that that same kind of thing it was reading about the next generation of jedi and uh jason and jaina you know han and and um leia's uh twins they had twins right. in in this uh thing so it was you know when when i i i really kind of wanted them to continue going on with that and you had chewbacca's nephew in this and uh and he had a miniature droid, so, you know, with a translation and stuff. And they, uh, you know, they, they went through everything from intro training to building their lightsabers to, uh, you know, clashes in the family and some people turning to the, the, the you know, the dark side and, and fights that way. Uh, it was such an interesting series. And uh, when I heard they were making the sequel movies, I said, oh, man, I hope they you know, I know they are restarting it. That would, that came out pretty early, but I hope they kind of kept some of that. Um, they didn't really keep too much. We, we got Ben solo instead of the twins, but, uh, you know, this will always live on as one of my favorites in, in legends. Uh, canonically though, I have to say, I, I haven't read too much of the new books, but I know, um, galaxy's edge, oddly enough they had a tie-in book that i thought was great i listened to it and it might have been when i listened to it i I listened to it as an audio book um right before we went so i actually finished this on the plane going down to florida and then was able to within a couple of days walk into batu uh where most of this book took place um and it it stirred one of the characters created for galaxy's edge vimerati uh but also had ties into like the Thrawn series and that kind of stuff. So uh, again, and then tie which then ties back into rebels and, and other things that, uh, that we've seen. So I thought canonically that was really cool. And again, for me, <laughs> I think it was just kind of right place, right time listening to that and then being able to literally step into the world. And uh, you know, the, the, the way it was written is like, you could actually see things that no other person, unless they've read this book uh, or in my case, listen to it, um, 
if they're in Galaxy's Edge, you know, you'd see kind of a bent railing on top of a building and say, oh, okay, well, that's where this person got shot and they fell over the railing and they broke that railing. That's why that railing is broken right there. Nobody else around me knows why that's broken, but I'm looking up and I'm seeing that and I know the story of that broken railing up there and that's really cool for me. So is that kind of storytelling that really, uh, really sold it for me? Um, so I, yeah, for me, that's, that's one of them that sticks out in my head is like, no, that was just an awesome experience. Uh, so book wise, what are you, uh, what are you loving? Man, you know, it's, it's funny, uh, back in the nineties and again, you would have been a, you've been a young buck yourself. You would have been just, you know, 12 years old, nipping around the seas of Atlantis there where you live. Yeah. So, you know, whatever it is, but you know, we had seen, you know, for us in the nineties, when I was in high school, we finally got the uh, Timothy Zahn trilogy, the first one. And that was that was really the only thing Star Wars related that we had even seen since the end of that Marvel comic series in 1986. So it was, you know, a period of six years. Uh, but the first multimedia event that mm-hmm. existed for Star Wars was in the summer of 1996. And again, Todd and I uh, had been friends for a little while. We met in the summer of 95. Uh, and we had met uh, John Sear, who was our other original secret friend. And again, the founding of uh, the secret. That would be a great Twitter response. Like, if you can recant how secret friends came about, you'll win a prize. <laughs> hit us up on Twitter. We'll, we'll hit you up about that. But, um, but in the summer of 96, we got Shadows of the Empire. And this was the now, of course, non-canonical uh, story of what happened between the Empire Strikes Back. And Return of the Jedi. So this had to do with the Star Wars underworld, Prince mm-hmm. Shizor and the Black Sun. So he was a God. What's the name of the the race? The reptiles. Uh, mercy. Hold on. I know, right? I just. But at, at any rate, he was. You know, it was funny. We talked about this on. You'll hear. Uh, Secret Friends a little bit later this week we did a an episode where we had a couple of guests Ryan McConnell was one of our guests and he ended up bringing up Shadows of the Empire and talking about what a perv gross ass guy Shizor was you know being being creepy and all this different stuff so but um, for us we got uh, we got the book we got a video game which I again I don't do video games but I'm sure it was very primitive maybe it was what the hell was it, Mark? N64 or something? N64, like? yeah. I was yeah, going to say, exactly. like, I, I was young when this came out, but, like, I was right. all over that game. Like, you I played been, the hell out of that would, game. You would have been 12, 13 years old. So you were just, you were just a pup. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we got the book, uh, probably an audio book, if I remember, or a CD-ROM or something or other. Uh, we got a comic from Dark Horse, which held the license at the time, so not Marvel. Um, but And we got, a, we got an action figure line, so we got... Uh, new versions of Chewbacca. You got a new version of Luke Skywalker. You got a variant figure of Leia as Bausch, because as the book explained, how mm-hmm. she acquired the armor, which has been changed canonically uh, since then, if I'm not mistaken. She's or and you know some different characters. Um, and again, this was rendered non-canonically. The Black Sun itself and She's or species. The Fae falling. Feline, Feline, Feline. There we go. Have have winded their way back into canon thanks to either the Clone Wars or Rebels, one of the two. Um, but again, the story itself is being, you know, it was erased, and and, and that that between Empire and uh, Jedi period is being rewritten by the current run of Marvel Comics, which again I'm enjoying mm-hmm. very much. Um, but for the time, for the fact that we had, 
you know, really nothing to go on. When it came to Star Wars, this was very pivotal. And again, it was a summertime event for us geeks. It was a very big deal. So whether that series holds up or not, for the time it was, it was it was very special. So I will give uh, that plum prize to Shadows of the Empire. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I didn't read the book, but man, I played the hell out of that game, and, and I I believe still have a copy upstairs, possibly. Wow! I'd have to go check my N sixty four stack, but uh, yeah, that was I think one of the first games we got for N sixty four. So back in those days, it was like. You know, we we didn't get games like we do now. Like I'll get a, a new game every couple of weeks or whatever. But uh, but for for that time, it was like you know, play what you have for months. You didn't know when the next one was coming out. We didn't have the internet to tell us like, oh, there's this great game being released in a week or two. Uh, you know, it was just you know, play the game. So if it was Star Wars, I was I was a hundred percent gonna play that. So um, awesome, awesome stuff to, there to dash render. It's just yeah, fantastic. Uh, and speaking of games. That's the last favorite thing that we're going to talk about. So, Charlie, you can lead us off with this one again. Uh, what is your favorite Star Wars video game? I know you don't play many, but Star Wars has to hold a sweet spot. What's your favorite one? Absolutely. And again, I'm an absolute dilettante when it comes to games, and I, I've shared this with you. When it comes to <laughs> modern games, canonical games, I watch on YouTube the, the cut series, the, the cut scenes that make a little movie. Like I've watched Battlefront Two. I, I've gone through the one that you're going to talk about, um, but the one that I absolutely love, and again, it, it couldn't be more primitive, it couldn't be more basic, but in 2007, so my, my oldest son, Noah, he was seven, uh, and my, 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 my former stepson, so my, the son of my ex-wife, uh, they were about the same age, they loved Lego Star Wars The Saga. So it was, it was putting together the original Star Wars Saga Lego game, and the prequel series, if you will, Lego game into a single game. So you got all six chapters at that time playing through different, you know, there were six chapters to each film uh, and playing through uh, basically the events of those films uh, within, uh, within the context of the scenes, the scenes of, of whatever was happening at the time. So I have played that through, I will tell you, probably... A half a dozen times each time through. Oh, that's awesome. Owning probably uh, what that an Xbox. Uh, no, excuse me. Owning a Nintendo Wii back then mm-hmm. to an Xbox, which I don't have anymore. I think I gave that to my my daughter uh, when she moved out. And then now we have a PlayStation Four. I think I played it again. So because you can still get it on, I think PlayStation Now, even though it doesn't exist in mm-hmm. disc form anymore. Um, so I played it again that way, but. I know those all very intimately. I know the little corners like, oh, you go here and you can get the mini kit by doing that. You got to go through this maze or whatever it is or this weird little thing. Like, I know it's so intimately that it kind of, and again, you know, touching my nostalgia from almost 15 years ago with my son, it's just, it's very special to me. So again, without wanting to, like, I tried Star Wars Squadrons recently and I lasted about five minutes because I'm like, uh, is this going anywhere? I'll just mm. wait. I'll, I'll wait for the cutscenes. Right. So then I send it back and I canceled my gameplay because I only <laughs> signed up to try that, and now the video game system is in the basement on my small TV. So I just, it's just, it's just not for me. But, um, but Lego Star Wars, there's nothing uh, for me that will ever, that will ever break the, um, break the mold of that for me. That is my thing. Uh, and I am a, a big video game fan. I do love the Lego Star Wars games, and I can't wait. There's the Skywalker Saga, which is coming out 
sometime in yes! 2021. I cannot it's, wait for that. All been, nine movies. It's been delayed for like two years. It's ridiculous. It does. It keeps getting delayed, but I hope it's going to be worth the wait, and I can't wait to play that. My wife and I both love playing the Lego games together. She's currently upstairs, I believe, playing Lego Harry Potter right now, uh, the collection. So, oh. um yeah, so fan- fantastic. I love the Lego games. Uh, I also just tried Squadrons, and I it, that, is, I believe, is on sale, so I might actually pick that up this week because I played a demo. And uh, and like what I saw, it brought me back to the days of Star Wars, uh, like X-Wing and TIE Fighter, which I, I used to play on my computer back in the day. Uh, but the one I'm going to talk about for my favorite Star Wars game is one that I already mentioned, Jedi Fallen Order. I have the Cal Kestis action figure. Uh, this is where I, I mentioned uh, the Who, uh, not W-H-O, uh, just H-U, the Who. Uh, they are Mongolian uh, traditional throat singing metal band. They are badass as hell. And they did the intro song that Cal is actually listening to on his headphones at the start of this game, um, which completely, to me, changed like what could be a Star Wars song. And I believe it's also the first... It, uh, the first um, like recorded music in the Star Wars universe because he's whoa, actually whoa, whoa. listened to it on hold headphones. on hold on hold on not not correct okay because in Rebels Zeb is listening to something on his headphones when he's sitting, oh okay eating. so you're close but All it's right. funny because because I just watched that I I I, I grabbed that but otherwise Good you're catch. right it it wasn't figured quite so prominently <laughs> all right well I that's that's uh. I'm glad you caught me on that. That's that's what we're here for is, uh, is to, to figure out what the canon is. But uh, I, either way, um, the who actually made up a language. Like I said, they're Mongolian. So when you listen to this, if if you only speak English, you probably don't recognize it as any different than their regular songs, which are all in Mongolian. And uh, I didn't realize that they actually created a language for this song for the game and then recorded it just for this game. Uh, it is a badass, badass track. So look that one up. But I thought Jedi Fallen Order was my favorite game last year. Not only Star Wars game, just favorite game in general. Wow. And uh, I just got the Xbox Series X, and I'm going to fire that game up again just to see how much better it runs on the new hardware. Oh, and wow. uh, I can't wait to revisit it. So, yeah, Jedi Fallen Order, such a fantastic game. If you haven't and you don't play video games, do what Charlie did. Check out the cutscenes because that game is just badass, and the the ending of that game is even more badass. I'm not going to spoil anything here right now. Uh, just just do yourself a favor and go check it out. Rocking with that and well, oh my god, the, holy cow! There's a lot to unpack in this episode. We talked <laughs> about we talked about a lot of different stuff, but again, you know, we we benchmarked this just to kind of give you. Uh, a little bit of an understanding about us. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when we get back to you and you and I will record again, probably early next month. And I'm not sure when we're planning to publish this episode, but it'll probably be before the end of November. But when mm-hmm. we come back in early December, uh, we're going to be talking to you about everything that's happened canonically uh, within our realm of research uh, mm-hmm. in the month of November uh, for Star Wars. So get ready so uh yeah i think that's kind of the end of our program and if i might be so bold i'll kind of show us out uh sounds good to me i have to make a little change uh to what i have written here because i did go ahead and set up a a twitter handle for us uh today Mm -hmm. uh, on you yeah so yeah we're um 
you know, we're a part of the Secret Friends uh, Facebook uh, group uh, and podcast community. Uh, we're brand new over on Twitter at Holocron U. That is H O L O C R O N U with the letter U. Mm-hmm. Um, so drop, you know, drop us a tweet. We would love to hear from you. And again, we're brand spanking new, but we'd love to hear your thoughts about Star Wars. Uh, and there are great prizes, including uh, things from all of fandom uh, for sharing things on Twitter for us. We keep those kind of a surprise. But uh, but yeah, we, we would love to reward you kind of for your interaction. Uh, but something that's new. Uh, and again, we're you know, this is the first episode of the show, but we've got a store over on Public. This is kind of new. We're offering merch, T-shirts, hoodies. We did, I just got my first hoodie, and it was Star Wars-based from our awesome. T-Public store uh, for the uh, the Star Wars cosplay group that I kind of started. It's an X-Wing pilots group called the Dragon Snakes. Nice. Uh, X-Wing. Nice. Yeah, it's very cool. I totally dig it. Uh, but that's uh, if you go over to T-Public and search out Secret Friends Unite, you will find us. Uh, so we would love to. And again, the proceeds from that store support not only local artists like Mark, who you hear on this very program, who is an Ooh. artist who designed some of our artwork, but uh, also my friend uh, Jeffrey Spone, who is a member uh, of the League of Enchantment, which is a charity cosplay group I belong to, but also the Star Trek uh, fan club chapter that I run here in Michigan. He does some really nice work with the martial arts academy that he runs. So, so many great uh, things. Yeah, absolutely correct. So, but yeah, that's about it. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, boy, I'm gonna have to get, I'm gonna have to come up with a catch fly or excuse me, a catchphrase on the fly because uh, <laughs> over on Secret Friend, I always say that sharing is caring, and I say keep on, I say keep on trekking when I'm ta- when I'm code three seven. I guess I'll just have to have to simply stick with the original, keep on trekking. Well, we don't want keep on warring, so yeah, maybe keep right. on trucking's the best one. Uh, may the force be with you. Thanks for listening, everyone. You bet. 